This is the Reclaiming Families podcast. It is our goal to expose the lies that undermine, erode, and destroy the family while discovering and reclaiming God's design for gender, marriage, family, and sexuality. So join us for open conversation about the struggles and joys of reclaiming families. Welcome back to another episode of Reclaiming Families. We're excited about this episode. Um, But before we get started, we just want to remind everybody that you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. We would love for you to rate and review this podcast because we want to get this podcast out to more people. We are especially excited about this podcast. All right, so we are really excited about this episode. This week, we have a special guest, Robin Chambers, with us. And Robin is the Executive Director of Advocacy for Children at Focus on the Family. And she has been coordinating event an event called Sea Life 21. And we are had the opportunity to get to talk with her a little bit more about that. So, Robin, welcome to the Reclaiming Families podcast. And if you would, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do with Focus on the Family. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. And I love your title, Reclaiming Families. We certainly know our families are being bombarded with lots of anti-life messages. Um, And so that is one of my areas of just so passionate about. I've been with uh, this department for 17 years and a couple things that I oversee is our optional ultrasound program where we work with pregnancy centers across the United States to get brand new ultrasound machines or grants for nurses trainings. And the reason behind that is to introduce that mom and the father of that baby to that little one in the womb. What a perfect way to introduce mama to child. And so we're excited about that. Still doing that every day. Awesome. And then the other hat I wear is that over to the foster care and adoption and that really is to bring awareness of children in foster care that are just desperately needing for our families. And so we are all about families. Again, love your title. Um, we want those kiddos to be in a forever family where they can be raised with a mama and a dad in a safe environment. So yeah. um, thanks so much for having me on and let me talk about um, two of my passions. I appreciate it. Yeah, we are so glad to have you on. Very excited. Yeah. It's, so you've been coordinating the Sea Life 21. And from our understanding, um, it's six digital episodes where it's kind of like conversations about life and then there's one big virtual event so tell us a little bit more about sea life 21 yeah that is um, something that we started about three years ago we actually did a live in-person event in times square yes. in new york city and so live ultrasound of Abby Johnson's baby, and then we just had an amazing time. God showed up in a big, big way that day, and so really working off of the success of that event, we decided to do another event last year, and then, you know, all things COVID, yeah. um, and so we decided to do just a virtual event last year, just really wanting to be safe, you know, making sure that our families were safe, no one was traveling, that type of thing, so we did a virtual event last year, and Hillary, actually, this year we are going to do a live event in Dallas, Texas, August 28th. But leading up to that, we wanted to start conversation. Um, we know that there are a lot of folks who, you know, they're 
their pro-life, their pro-family, but sometimes they don't know how to have a conversation. And so we felt like what better way than to pull some really special people in and just sit around a coffee table and, you know, talk about some of the harder issues surrounding being pro-life. Um, so right here on Focus Campus, we um, had six digital episodes that we filmed and topics like when does life begin? Yeah. Um, topics around when the choice is hard. You know, we had a young woman sharing um, her adverse diagnosis with um, her fourth baby and mm-hmm. that sweet little one didn't live long past birth. Um, and so just her story of how she walked through that. Um, and gave honor and dignity to that little one, um, regardless of the amount of time that she was with us. And so really, really hard topics, but in a way that's non-judgmental. Um, we don't want this to be angry or vitriolic. It really is an opportunity to have a conversation with um, kind of an open mind and leading people to hope and healing in Christ. Isn't that what we want to do? Isn't that where we want to introduce Maybe people who don't know how they feel about abortion, and instead of yelling at them, how about we just sit down and have a cup of coffee and have a conversation? And so that really was um, kind of a goal behind those episodes, is just to start conversations. Um, you could have family members or a neighbor who maybe they don't know how they feel about this topic. So let's give them an opportunity to um, listen to us, and then let's do the same. Let's give them the same respect and listen to them as well. So. Again, it was just a great opportunity to start conversations, leading then to the in-person event in Dallas on August 28th. That will be a time of celebration, and I can't wait. Yes. Yeah, I can say that I listen to Focus on the Family every day when I used to drive home from work, and uh, we heard about the Alive from New York event. Mm -hmm. And that was the first event where I just told my wife, like, I live in Tennessee. Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) I said, Hillary, let's... Let's go to this. Let's drive up to it. And we drove up there, and it was awesome. It was incredible. Oh, that's wonderful. And, uh, we, uh, yeah, it was very powerful. We can talk about it later. But yeah, uh, we were we have a little note on here about well, we can talk about it now the power of the picture episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so yeah, we heard in the news that uh, yeah they said that because there was a bunch of like. I guess agitators or people had trumpets and trombones and they were making noise mm-hmm. during the rally. But Focus on the Family did such a good job that they had all the speakers and there's just no no trouble hearing. Yeah. You know, Focus on the Family. And uh, but when they showed that ultrasound, it really was. It's like that everything stopped. Every, like all the the opposition, everybody was just really quiet. And then we heard that heartbeat, and the whole crowd just erupted and started and cheering. cheering. And it was like, <laughs> it was just the sweetest thing because it was like nobody was telling anybody to clap, but it was like everybody was just genuinely They're celebrating, celebrating life right. together. It was like, lub dub, lub dub, lub dub. That's Woo! right. That's right. <laughs> and even the protesters, like you didn't hear their trumpets anymore, and it, so. And and we you know we watched your videos and the four videos that we have out so far, and. Uh, um, you know, we, we really do believe that you're doing a great job celebrating life that, you know, there is, you could come down from a Christian standpoint, you could say, you know, God hates abortion. Mm-hmm. And then you can also come from the same side and say, and God loves life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's easy to, you know, to, you know, slander and, you know, and to, to hate people, but it's very tough to celebrate. So when you guys do such a good job celebrating life, showing the beauty of life and 
and uh, celebrating that even if it is a hard situation, a tough situation, that uh, there is great hope and there's great joy in life, no matter what the circumstances are. And so I was very encouraged by the videos. Yeah. So well, you know what was interesting? When I was actually on the mobile unit in New York City. Uh-huh. I was the first one to hear and see the protesters. And I just have to share, um, I, cu- I couldn't sleep on the plane ride home the day after. And so I just started writing all of what I felt like were God moments mm-hmm. um, and how God just showed up in really big ways. But then God showed up in small ways that a lot of people didn't even realize. Um, and so I was on the mobile unit with Abby Johnson um, getting it all ready, you know, for the scan. And we had both of the doors open to that mobile unit just to try to get some air in. And I heard the protesters before I saw them and I thought, Oh, here we go. Yeah. And we knew, we knew that that would happen. We had been given, um, kind of a heads up. And, uh, that day I actually met for the first time, a, a pregnancy center director and a nurse from Long Island and a pregnancy center director, a nurse and a physician from Bath, New York. Um, and that, if you know your history, is the birthplace of Margaret Sanger with Planned Parenthood Start. Hmm. And so they're on that unit. And I look over, and I mean, Brett, it still brings tears to my eyes. I look over, and they're kneeling on that unit, and they're praying for the protesters. And one of the nurses said, oh, my goodness, they're so wounded. We have to pray for them. And so instead of responding, you know, anger for anger, um, they knelt and prayed over those precious people walking through. And that was just a reminder. God loves those people too. You know, you said it best. No, he does. You know, he hates abortion, but he loves life. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whose life it is. He loves that person. And so just seeing um, just that special moment of praying, you know, for these protesters was such a God moment for me. And then I have to tell you, I was a little nervous. We weren't getting baby Fulton to cooperate. Yeah, I remember that. With us. In the skin. Yeah, and then when you start hearing that, that heartbeat, um, Jim Daly even said, he said, felt like a holy hush. She said, I didn't did. hear, That's I didn't right. hear the protesters. I didn't hear cars honking. And he said, all you heard was that precious baby. And yeah, then you're right. by Hillary. No one said, hey, clap now or sing now. And the crowd just broke into praise and worship music. And yeah. it was a, it really was a worshipful time. Um, and that's, you know, I know you can't duplicate, you know, event for event. But building off of that, we know that people are ready to stand up for life. And so that's our goal in doing, you know, this big live event in Dallas. Let's get together again and let's celebrate life. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just an opportunity for us to um, be together again as body of Christ um, and really celebrate, you know, what we're doing in the pro-life movement. That's good. Absolutely. So, uh, that was, that was, that Randy's family's from New York and he has said a few times, he's like, you know, I've been to New York a lot of times, but that was by far the best. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, we, we I'm so we, glad you were there. That's yeah. right. We know we hate going to New York. Yeah. He does. I, <laughs> I like it, but anyways, um, so you know, we, we don't just want to rehab all these conversations, like we said, but we would love just a preview to kind of whet people's appetite for what, if they went to watch these episodes, what they could get. Because what we do love is, Randy kind of hit on it, it's like they're compassionate, loving, and true conversations on yeah. these digital episodes. And so, you mentioned some of the topics um, and we'd love just to, you know, briefly go through each of these topics and 
um, kind of have a, a little conversation about each one, if that's cool with you. Oh, absolutely. So the, the first one's called The Truth About Life. Um, and so, you know, that is when does life begin and answering a lot of those questions. And so give us kind of a, a run through of, of that conversation that y'all had. Oh, absolutely. Um, what I loved about that was, um, you know, first we had Jim Daly, our president, and um, every one of the episodes, and it was it was fun for me to sit back and watch him engage with a younger audience. Yeah, um, we did that very deliberately. Um, we had March for Life represented, Students for Life, um, and I wanted kind of that younger perspective. You know, I think a lot of times it's easy to uh, for the pro life movement to say, "Oh, this generation isn't pro life," and I actually disagree with that. I see a lot of really strong young women and men joining in this conversation. So I wanted them to sit down at that table and say, you know what, let's have a conversation. When does life begin? And of course we had a physician, an obstetrician, gynecologist, yes. that's a while on that, talking about when life begins from a medical perspective. And then one of our very own physicians, resource council members, Dr. Lena Callantine, she's a pediatrician. So we, you know, we hit that medical side of things because we don't want people to think that we're just spouting nonsense. Mm-hmm. We are coming at this from a scientific perspective and a medical perspective. But then to hear the younger, um, that younger woman talking about life begins at conception and it doesn't ruin your life. It doesn't impact your dreams. Um, we had two, two amazing students on there. One is a teen mom. She was a teen mom. She's finishing her degree and she talks about very realistically yeah, you know what? Sometimes it's hard. I'm tired. You know, I have this baby. I'm going to school, but I don't regret ever choosing life. Yes. And then the other student talked about how you engage others, you know, in that conversation and how you can bring in the science and the medical side of life. And so they just did a great job. Um, and the young, the young women on that really took over. And Jim was he said, I, I didn't feel like there's anything I needed to add because they were so engaged in conversation. And to me, that was the ultimate compliment because yeah. that was our goal. Let's have a conversation, you know, and you don't have to drive it. Um, you, again, you don't have to be angry and you can come into that conversation with compassion. Um, but we also turn that corner and saying, you know, if you have had a decision in the past, a, an abortion decision, there's still hope and healing in Christ. Don't don't think that God can't use your story. And you saw that later yeah. um, in the, the episode where we talked about ultrasound. You know, one, one of the guests talked about, I had an abortion in New York City. And she shared that story with me when she and I were in New York City doing live from New York. And to see what God has done with that story, that is the perfect picture of redemption. And so that's what comes out of those conversations. I can always use something in our lives where whether it was a bad decision a regretful decision a good decision god can use that for his glory and we just have to remember that and sometimes get out of our own way and let him use that story and so i have just been so proud of the guests and their vulnerability and their transparency and having those conversations but always driving it back around to hope and healing yes and i love leaving people with hope I mean, isn't that what our world needs right now? Is that yeah. hope? And we know that that comes from who we are in Christ. Absolutely. That, that kind of leads us to our second video is uh, Heroes Providing Hope. And uh, mm-hmm. this was kind of like the uh, hope, 
like the resource centers, crisis pregnancy centers, or yeah. uh, what were they? P. PRCs, pregnancy, pregnancy resource centers. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, you know, that's one of the things that um, became very evident early on in my career. Focus was even within the pro-life um, churches, specifically, or even our, um, you know, our young people in our youth groups um, in a young life group. They don't know what a pregnancy center is or what they actually do. Um, and so that was one of our goals with that one was to really talk about what does a pregnancy center do, what kind of help can you receive, and just, again, building awareness that there is someone out there wanting to help you, willing to help you, and they're not making money off of a decision that you're making. And I think one of the things yeah. that surprises people is that pregnancy centers actually talk about all three choices, and I've often said um, Planned Parenthood gives you one choice. You're yeah. not pro-choice. When you're given one option, that's not choices. And so the pregnancy centers obviously talk about parenting, um, what that looks like, and the resources that that pregnancy center can give to that young woman. And then they do talk about adoption. What does it look like to make an adoption plan and choose an adoptive family? And what does it mean to have an open adoption? They work through all of those different questions and of course, we do talk about abortion. We feel like education is empowerment. Yeah. That young woman deserves to know what happens when an abortion occurs. What does it happen? You know, what happens to her body? What happens to the baby? And what are potential risks associated with that? That conversation is actually held by a nurse, and so it's very accurate medical information. And she deserves all of the information to make the decision. And of course, we know that decision is we hope life and right. we know that's the best decision. So um, again, just wanting to really call attention to pregnancy centers and what they do. Absolutely. Yeah. We've, we've got a, a, you know, we've got one in, in, our, in Knoxville that's called the uh, hope resource center. And uh, we went to one of the galas or galas. I don't know how you pronounce that. They're fundraising. Yeah. They're fundraising. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, both are correct. Yeah, and it was um, it was very powerful. Like the message that's being shared, because yeah, I remember that time of our lives we were looking up the Planned Parenthood website, and uh, we had just watched Unplanned for yeah. the first time. I think. Yeah. But but we we're just comparing two messages, and one message is you can't do it. You you can't have a baby. You're too young. No one's going to be able to support you. You can't afford yep, you it. You can't afford it. I mean, it's going to ruin your life, wreck your life. You have no choice but to abort this baby. And then another side, the Hope Resource side, would say, yes, it, it is going to be a challenge, but we're going to be with you. You can do this. We, and it's, kind of, it's empowering. And so one side is, is like just stripping all the power and, and hope away from the person. And then the other side is saying, we are with you. Yeah, we, and we you will can help do you. This. You can do this. Yeah. You are strong enough. You are a. You're gonna be a, a be able to be a good mom or to adopt or to or to. Uh, you can do this. You can. Right. And uh, and one of the lines you said too in your videos, I thought was very powerful. Was it says we're trying to get these mothers to not be scared because fear makes bad decisions. And right. uh, so I was very encouraged. I think that was in, you know, the, I forget which episode that was in. It might have been Heroes or. I don't remember. Uh, but, yeah. anyways, it's, uh, yeah, these these pregnancy centers, I'm very thankful for the message that just of hope that they do give. It's it's so powerful. Yeah. I agree. And that was, you know, when I say that, um, 
probably most of my interviews, I always talk about the the men and women that work at those pregnancy centers truly are heroes. I mean, they are standing up for life every single day and they are meeting women at their, you know, at that crisis point, you know, and they're intervening and they do it because God has placed that call in their lives. And often they are volunteers um, or they're, you know, they're donor funded, just like focus on the family. And they are doing a beautiful job of stewarding those donor dollars because they know how important it is to reach that woman. So I, they are, um, yeah, they're just my heroes. In fact, one of the things that we will do at our live event in Dallas is we're going to recognize all the pregnancy centers in Texas, and we've invited them to be our special guests, and they'll be down on the floor with me, and we'll get an opportunity for people to um, see who they are, meet them after the show, um, but recognize what they do every single day. And I'm super excited about that because I want this to be um, a celebration of what those people do um, in the pregnancy centers, not just about focus on the family. It's a collaborative effort, and we're all working toward reaching that young woman. So what a beautiful way to honor those people. That's, that's cool. That's, that's exciting. And yeah, I want to say this real quick before we move on to the power of a picture episode. But one thing I think is just that it made me think of, just for lay people, whenever you hear something like I'm pregnant and you don't know if you should be like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, or, you know, congratulations. <laughs> but I just think it's so powerful every time someone is pregnant to congratulate them because it is a joyous, cel- like it's a thing that's worthy of celebration no matter kind of how it's being viewed. And that was a little bit of the topic because I remember calling the first time we were pregnant and immediately getting that congratulations, you know, I thought that it was going to be something where it's like, all right, come in and schedule an appointment. But, you know, the first thing at the OB office that they said, which they're probably trained this way, but it meant something to me. It was like, oh, they, they just congratulated me. Um, and so I think that that is just a good application for all people. <laughs> Whenever you hear someone's pregnant to, to give a congratulations. Um, so that's just a side, side note, but I was thinking about and, I, and Andy, Ford, Andy Ford from Embrace Grace said that, where she said, you know, instead of, like you said, instead of saying, I'm sorry, she's like, say congratulations, and then say, what do you need? How can I help? You yes. know, and so that it takes that fear, um, and I love that. You know, fear does make for sometimes really poor decision-making. That's right. And so entering in with that joy, what an opportunity to speak life into her mm-hmm. while she is making the decision to choose life for that child. And so we can be that one person who comes alongside says, you can do this, you are strong enough, and here's how we can help. And so you're giving her really a lifeline um, to making the best decision, and then you are following that up with really practical ways of supporting her through the entire pregnancy and beyond. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. That's very powerful. All right, so uh, the third one we're talking about is the power of a picture, and this is basically the ultrasounds, right? Yeah. The, uh, the ability to ultrasound babies and uh, you know this is where we're going to talk about you know the power of you know new york city but also at the same time like these ultrasounds um i forget if it was in episode two but it's like hey the ultra or somebody said like the ultrasound room is where rooms oh it's one of our, our centers friends. here our yeah. friends like, this like, is- that's the room that changes lives yeah is the ultrasound room and and could you share a little bit about uh just ultrasounds and for, for pregnancy. Yeah, that's my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> Since I've been with optional just from the beginning, 
Um, and you're right, you know, I think Tony Clark, who is one of the executive directors from the Pregnancy Center in Omaha, she's, you know, she, Jim asked the question, you know, what does, what does ultrasound do for you? And she goes, oh, oh, we call our ultrasound room the miracle room. And she said, because that's when that young woman is faced with what she's been told by the pro-abortion side versus what she's seen. And so what she's been told is, you, you know, this is a blob of tissue, it's not a baby, and then she's seeing that baby on the screen. And what's fascinating to me with technology is now we can pick up a heartbeat at five weeks. Crazy. And, yeah. you know, a lot of times that's before a woman even knows she's pregnant. Yeah. Um, and so knowing that we can use that ultrasound and that technology to really change her mind. And you, I have been in the ultrasound room when I have seen a young man who comes in with his girlfriend, they're pregnant. He's, he's really determined for her to get that abortion. And then he sees the baby, he hears the heartbeat and his entire demeanor will change. And he becomes that protector that God's designed him to be. And I love seeing that complete change. And then we've had women say, what? Oh my, is that my baby? And instantly there's a recognition of this is my baby and I can do this. And so, um, you know, one of the things that fascinates me is the, the switch and even their mindset of, well, it's just a clump of tissue. So I'm just going to go, quote, fix this. Let me, let me do this abortion pill or let me do this quick abortion. There's nothing uh, quick about that. And then, you know, then you look at the, the flip side to that and she sees her baby and she will say, oh, that's my baby. Even before the text says, there's your baby. Yeah. She will say, that's my baby. And, you know, instantly that her heart, her mind, her entire life has just changed. And she's now connecting with that baby. And she knows that she can have support from that pregnancy center because they've walked her through that. They've walked her through what it looks like to carry um, how they're going to come alongside her. And Tony even said that in that third episode. And I love that. She said, we will stay connected to them and be a part of their lives as long as they allow us. Yeah. So it's not just about the baby. We don't just care about the baby. It's about both the mom and the baby. And as long as she lets us in, we're coming in. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's incredible. I remember like when you know, we got our ultrasound of our baby girl and especially when we did the gender and I don't know what it is, but there's something in my heart, and I think it's in the human heart, that when I found out that we were having a baby girl, it was like, don't mess with my baby girl. Like, there was just something <laughs> protective. I, and I, I don't know, the whole way home, that's all I was thinking was, I'm going to protect this baby girl. I'm going to take care of her. And uh, and it was all from that ultrasound. Yeah. Just leaving that room. I wasn't like that before I went in there, but I was like that when I came out. Yeah. But that's how God designed us. And like I said, I, I've heard young men say, you know, I, the one that just sticks out to me, his name is Caleb. And he was very, very abortion determined, very upset with his girlfriend for even coming into the pregnancy center and not going to Planned Parenthood. And he looks at the screen and he looks at her and he looks at the screen and he goes, oh, that's my kid and we can't have an abortion. I mean, it just, on a dime, his entire outlook changed and it was like you said you know the, the instant protection of that's my kid that's right. we got to protect that kid and it, right. it was i start crying they start crying <laughs> it, was, it was just a wonderful moment and i look at that and, and it's just technology it's not just technology 
it's God allowing us to use technology to really be able to show that young man and that young woman what's going on in their lives and how the, that life is worthy and valuable and deserving of our protection. That's good. That's so good. Um, yeah, that was probably our favorite episode, which but we'll move on to the sometimes the choice is hard. Can you give us just kind of a, a brief run through of that one? Um, so one of the things that we've heard, you know, in the, in kind of in the argument, uh, well, what about, um, if you have an adverse diagnosis and the baby's not going to live anyway, isn't it okay to do that? And, um, or what about rape? And so we brought in two women who've had, each had that situation and it was not us telling you this is right, this is wrong. It's like, we want you to hear from someone who's experienced both of those and then we want people to make up their own minds. And so the young woman who had the adverse diagnosis um, did an absolutely beautiful job of communicating the decision that they made to carry to term. Um, her baby Pearl was born at 27 weeks and only lived for about an hour and a half. Yeah. But one of the things she said that I felt like was so powerful was she said, I would never give up that hour and a half that I had with baby Pearl. She said, I can yeah. still feel her in the cook of my arms. I can see her black curly hair, and she said, and I hold on to those memories because I know I'll see her again. Yeah. And so it was hard, and she doesn't back away from that. If you hear the whole interview, yeah. um, she talks about how heartbreaking it was to go through that knowing. Um, and there was a potential that Pearl would not even live through the birth, and so they knew that. But she said, she goes, I was carrying this child, and I could feel her move. And she said, that was the same thing as my other three children. And so she just did a beautiful job of walking through that. And out of that came a ministry, um, two other families, two other moms who have an adverse diagnosis. And she walks through that with them all the way from making a birth plan. And as she's making a funeral plan, and she said, as heartbreaking that it, as that is, you're still giving that baby that dignity. Yeah. And she said, and you're kind of giving that control back to the mom of, okay, I can do this and we can do this in a way that honors both mom, dad, baby, the family. Um, and you have time. She kept saying that over and over. And I thought that was such a powerful statement. Yeah. Uh, you have time. Don't make, you know, don't make an immediate decision. And then the other young woman that was on there was brutally raped and conceived from that rape, um, which a lot of people, I don't think understand the statistics and this is validated. You can go, you can validate these at the Alan Gutmacher website. Um, uh, less than 1% of all rapes end in abortion because a rape is such a violent act against a woman. And it's never a fault of her own. It's never anything that she's done. And I really want young women and um, women in general to hear that. It's yeah. never the fault of that woman. It is a violent act against her. But it's such a violent act. It's not typically very conducive to um, conception. Yeah. And so Jennifer Christie is the young woman, and she has very bravely shared her story, um, and she chose to carry a term and parent, um, and your hubby will like this. Um, the hubby is the one that said, we love babies. We know how to, we how to raise babies. Yeah. We're going to raise this little six, and he's a joy, and, um, and she said, you know, people always say, well, what, what did it remind you of, of the rapist? And she said, no. It reminds me that every life is a gift from God. Yes. And so it just is a beautiful way. Again, no judgment, no judgment in that, but just talking through the decisions that you can make when you're faced with a really hard situation. 
yes. Yeah, I, I do think like that's the that's the, I mean that's the argument that most people say like Tennessee. I remember Bill Lee a little while back. He passed. There was a heartbeat bill or something that uh, Tennessee passed, and a bunch of people on Facebook were saying, "Oh, Bill Lee, well, did you think about rape? Did you think about you know incest? Did you think about these things?" And it's like, well, of course they thought about these things, and uh, and but it's like it, it's just because we're in a hard situation doesn't mean that we don't step up and do the right thing or step up and then empower people to do the right thing. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, no, no doubt about it. I think I, that's one thing going back to hope resource centers or the, I mean the, the pregnancy centers it's yeah, this is very hard, but we are with you. Yeah. And yes. Uh, yes. we're going to empower you to do it. So that's good. Um, now from our understanding, or, or at least we have not seen episode five and six. I don't believe that they're out yet. Is that true? That's correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this will be, I guess, a little bit of a preview. Episode five is called, It's Going to Be Amazing. So tell us about that. <laughs> I cannot wait for everyone to see this. It is probably second favorite to the ultrasound. And of course, I'm biased because of the ultrasound, but... This is so fun because we get to talk to a father-son um, about Down syndrome, and it's Robert and Trevor Hendershot. Trevor is the young man with Down syndrome, and I love how his dad talks about um, the challenges of raising a child with Down syndrome, and Betty says, and the joys, and sometimes on the same day. And so he doesn't, again, shy away from you know challenges that they've had. Um, he talks about some bullying that, that happened at a school and how Trevor stepped in and really changed the entire school's perspective. That's cool. Of um, what it means to have a classmate with a disability and how they just want to be included. And we have Dr. Tyler Sexton and his mom, and um, he has cerebral palsy. And his mom talks about what it was like to raise a, a child with cerebral palsy. And she said she had a a uh, woman who said, well, if I was raising a doctor, of course I'd make that decision. She said, but I didn't know I was raising a doctor. I was raising a little four-year-old boy. Yeah. You know, so she just talks about the day-to-day and how, you know, the challenges. But again, the unbelievable joys. And um, I, won't, I won't give it away. I won't spoil it. Um, but the way she ends it is beautiful. She talks about the impact that Tyler's had um, in his career. And so that will be. And then. Oh my goodness, you will have just the most wonderful time listening. Trevor actually sings the song Hallelujah. Um, his favorite thing to do is to sing worship songs. And um, I felt like I'd gone to church. You know, when I heard him singing, because he has such a close walk with the Lord. Yeah. And what a precious journey he's been on. And to be able to share that was very humbling to me. But they invited us in to hear their story. Yeah. So I'm excited that your your listeners will get to see that or hear that. Yeah. Um, and that launches on Friday. Awesome. Yeah, that is, I mean, we're excited to hear that one, to see that one. And I think it's just like, man, parenting, you know, with no disabilities it is a challenge. But it's like, you know, we've not experienced parenting with um, disabilities. But, you know, it's just... <coughs> There are challenges in it, but at the same time, like, it is so amazing. And even as you were talking about um, the woman who only got to hold her baby for an hour, it's like, just to be able to hold your baby for an hour, like, and there's so much sorrow mixed in with it, but there's also so much 
joy with that experience too. And so, um, I think it's a beautiful, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's God glorifying. And, God is glorifying. And, and value mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And I think for most people, I, I don't know necessarily the statistics, but I would say, I would assume that most people who are kind of trying to decide what they want to do with pregnancy are probably going to have a pretty normal labor and delivery. And I just think about the joy of having that baby laid on your chest for the first time. And like, I don't know, it's probably one of the most impactful moments of life. And so. Well, you know, I think one of the reasons this is so um, poignant for me was my husband and I stepped in several years ago um, and um, got custody, permanent custody of our two oldest grandchildren. And our grandson, Tristan, and I have permission to share this. He's given me permission. Um, Tristan is 19 and just graduated from high school. And we were told when we had the diagnosis of autism that Tristan would be um, probably not able to graduate from high school, um, that he would live with us, um, that he would be completely dependent on us. And we even had his second grade teacher told us, she, she said, I just... He doesn't get the reading, and so I just set him up in the corner, and I give him a coloring book. Um, well, you can imagine how that sat with me, and yeah. so I became his biggest advocate yeah. <laughs> at that school, and to see Tristan graduate was a highlight of my life because we were told it would be different, yeah. and he turned around on stage and gave me two thumbs up, and <laughs> I just thought, life is so valuable, yeah. and he brings such joy, and we cannot imagine um, can't imagine him any other way, you know, and so he is, um, yeah, he's, he's just a joy. So sorry, I didn't mean to, to get choked no, up, but no, just to see good. him. Oh, yeah, I like, yeah, he, I, I really do he, believe he, it. Sorry, I, uh, I just believe that, you know, somebody said like, hey, don't call things hard. I think it might've been Jocko Willink or something. So, <sighs> so he says, he said, call him a challenge because human beings love a challenge. Uh-huh. And, and uh, you know, I think men love a challenge, and I think women love a challenge. And so it's, uh, these are challenges, but, you know, what joy and, like, what, you know, I feel like life is really, like, you, you're living life more fully by taking on challenges. Right. And, uh, so. right, and, you know, Trevor's dad says something, and, I, again, I won't spoil it because it was probably one of the most compelling statements um, that he made about having a, a child with a disability um, but one of the things I, I hope that your listeners and ours take away from this is that joy. And you yeah. said to see someone succeed, be that cheerleader, be their biggest advocate. Um, don't look at all the quote, like you said, hard things. Let's look at what God can do through that and celebrate that instead of, you know, hanging your heads and being mopey about it. Celebrate what those kids do and can do. And they, oh, you know, I said, our grandson has taught us so much about empathy and compassion yes. um, and how we treat people. Um, and he always said, don't treat me different. Different is not less. And so that has really turned my thinking around of not, um, not letting him use that disability as an excuse not to do amazing things. And he loves the challenge. So he just texted me right before he came in here and said, I applied to Walmart and I'm going to go to work. And I was like, good job. Yeah, you know? So, so cool. it's just a way to celebrate who he is. Cause that's, you know, he's the way he is because God created him. That's that good. Way. Yeah. That's powerful. So 
It brings to episode six, yep. last one. Families helping families. Can you give us a quick little preview of that as well? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we're hoping through the digital episodes, we've been focused on the family. One of our goals through the episodes, as well as the in-person event, was to equip people to get involved. Um, I love what you all are doing with your podcast. What a great way to use your voice to communicate with other organizations the value of family, the value of life. Um, and that's what we're calling people to do. Um, I always laugh and say I'm a coach's wife, so pardon the, the sports analogies. Um, I say get off the sideline, you know, get off the sideline and get involved. And I hear people saying, oh, isn't it terrible, you know, such and such abortion bill or, you know, you know, or even a pro-life bill that was, you know, that was shot down and um, didn't pass. And, oh, I wish that wouldn't happen. And I said, let's stop wishing things would be different. Let's start impacting things to be different. Let's step into the mess. I think one of the episodes, or this episode, one of the guests even said, life is messy. Step in. Be willing to get in and help a young woman who... Um, maybe she doesn't have the support she needs to make the decision for life, but she's made it anyway. You could be the one to come alongside, walk through that pregnancy with her. And it might look like opening her home yeah. for a few months, helping her get set up, helping her through college. Um, you know, it could be that you are going to become a foster parent. When we talk about love every heartbeat, which is our tagline for this, this series, it means from abortion, preborn, all the way through disability and elder care. I mean, there's so many facets to this, but it takes all of us doing something. One of my colleagues, I love what she says. She works specifically in our foster care adoption initiative. And she said, God may not be calling you to be a foster parent. He may not be calling you to adopt, but he's calling you to do something. What is God calling you to say yes to? What's your yes? Yeah. And it could be that you are the one who goes into a home once a week and you clean house for a mama who's just um, got two babies through foster care. Or maybe you're going to take a meal over once a week. It's really practical things like that. As there's always ways that you can go to a pregnancy center and be involved. You can volunteer to be a client advocate. So there may be ways that you can help with their gala or gala, uh, whichever you want to say. I mean, it's different stuffing envelopes invitations for their fundraising event. It could be that you help with maybe their baby boutique. You um, you know, you go in and you sort clothes. You could teach the parenting classes. And even men, I've had so many men ask me that question of, well, but I, okay, if I'm a man and I want to be involved, is that weird? No, absolutely not. We would love to have men step up and be a mentor to those young dads that are coming in there, you know, maybe they've not had it modeled on how to be a good dad. And even if that couple choose not to marry, they can still co-parent and do that well. And so what does it take? It takes maybe an older man who's walked through that parenting journey that can come alongside him and kind of help him through that. Um, that's part of what you'll hear on episode six. We have a, a young man that um, volunteers at our local pregnancy center and he still has young men that he's connected with years after that baby is born. He's been invited to birthday parties. I mean, there's just so much that men can do. In fact, I think Tony, in that specific episode, she's the director from Omaha, she says, you know, we have men that are uncomfortable thinking about, you know, counseling, but they can come in and they can fix the sink in the bag. <laughs> they can help with the floor. I mean, there's just so much that you can do to get involved. And always, always think about ways that you can financially help. 
But then think about this. How do you, and I love that um, Hillary said, you know, you're going to send this to your church. This would be a call out to the church, not in a negative way and not in a way to shame the church. You know, you're not doing everything, but you could have an embrace grace group at your church. What does that mean? That means that you're hosting a Bible study for young women who are in an unplanned pregnancy and she's working through a Bible study and that Bible study through Embrace Grace really teaches her her value and who she is in Christ and then her value as a mom. And then that church surrounds her. And I said, that really is the body of Christ coming together um, and supporting these young women. And that could be the difference in the decision that she's making. And so that, that episode six is talking about so many ways that you could get involved um, and I'm really excited for people to, I want, I want them to hear the challenge, yeah. um, but not in a negative way, you know, and yeah. we've had people say, well, I really hope, but I don't know how. And so we're hoping that conversation through episode six really gives them, gives our listeners and yours um, an idea of ways that they can get involved. That's good. Uh, that's awesome. And then this is big, but can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect from the live event in Dallas? Because we can virtually attend it as well. So can you give us, what should we expect there? Oh, I, I'm probably as excited about this one as I was in New York because in New York was a little scary. We weren't sure what, you know, what to expect. Right. And now that we have, um, we've been able to go to Times Square um, this feels like, oh, we can do this again. So we'll be at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas, um, in-person event, but also online. Um, we know that um, not everyone can travel to Dallas. We're very aware of that. Um, so we will start with um, some amazing stories of everyday heroes. Um, so works. I won't, I won't spoil that because I don't want to give it away. But we really are highlighting people, um, everyday people. It's not, not necessarily a Jim Daly um, or, you know, even like Jarrell Godsey, the president of Heartbeat International that we had on the episodes. It's people that do, you know, do something pro-life related, you know, in their everyday lives and how they're making an impact. And we had tons of submissions. We actually put that out on our face or excuse me, on our registration page. And we said, hey, share your pro-life story with us. And oh, my goodness, the stories that have come in, they were heartbreaking and they were tender and they were beautiful all at the same time but it's kind of sharing journeys of people who had um, an abortion in the past or people who had an unplanned pregnancy or knew of someone that did and then it was their journey to working in the public movement so that would be a couple of our stories um, of course we have my favorite part which will be the ultrasound again uh-huh. um, I won't share who it is um, and then uh, we'll go throughout that and we'll be some time with Jim and why this is so close, you know, near and dear to his heart. Um, Matthew West is our musical guest, and he'll be weaving some of his songs in and out. Um, and then we have an amazing story that we're telling at the very end. Um, cannot give that away because it's going to be amazing. Okay. Uh, not to quote episode four, right? <laughs> but um, Or episode five. Um, it is a way for us to make a real big impact into the community right there in Texas. And so we have a big surprise for people. Um, and then we'll wrap up with a live concert from Matthew at the end of the evening. So um, there'll be lots of things for families to do. We're doing um, tours through a mobile unit. People haven't seen uh, what a mobile ultrasound unit is. And so we'll let folks go through those. We have three units that will be down on the floor. We are doing a love box packing, what that means. We're partnering with Embrace Grace 
And they do these boxes specifically for young women that have had an unplanned pregnancy or unexpected pregnancy. And it's a box that just kind of um, validates her decision for life. And it's that congratulations instead of I'm sorry. Um, it's a book. It's a onesie. Um, and we are inviting families to pack that and then write a note to that mom um, about, you know, how she can do this. And you're so strong and you'll be a great mom. And so it's just a little note of encouragement. Families can do that. Um, and again, just lots of ways to um, kind of figure out ways to get involved. We have pregnancy centers that are coming. We have other strategic partners that will be there, and they have tables around the concourse. The folks can walk around, ask questions, and that's a perfect way to ask the question, how can I get involved? What yeah, can I do? That's good. That awesome. is. Um, so, I mean, these episodes, they're pretty easy to find. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Focus on the Family dot com slash C life. Um, I think maybe C life 21. C life 21. You're correct. Okay. And then, but how can we register for this live event to be a part of that? Especially the same, web, the same website, the focus on the family.com backslash C life 21. It's S C E L I F E 21. Okay. Um, there's a registration page. You can uh, register for the online event. You can also register for um, the live and in-person event online. Obviously, you get a link yep. that will share you how to, you know, how to get it connected. There's also a way for people to share with us um, kind of what they're doing the day out. If they're not able to meet with, you know, to come to Dallas and be with us in person, we'd love to hear their stories. You know, are you doing a watch party? Is your Bible study group That's watching right. this? You know, that type of thing. We'll share those stories after the event. Um, but we do need folks to register. We're being very cautious with our numbers, making sure that we are safe and following all the COVID protocols. Okay. All the parking information is on there. It is a free event, but we do need folks to register for that. Um, and then there's also, um, the, as you said, the episodes are there. They can go all the way back to episode one, pick it up anywhere in the episode they don't really, um, it's not like if you missed one, you can't understand two. Right. You can watch any of those at any time. Um, and just great ways to get involved. There's free downloads for people. We have a tabletop guide. Um, a lot of that is how you have conversations about pro-life with your children. It's age and stage appropriate when you're talking about pro-life issues. And so lots of lots of really great resources for um, folks to download and use. That's good. Awesome, awesome. awesome. You mentioned too Operation Ultrasound, and uh, you know, just briefly, I, I thought maybe you could share just a little bit more about what Operation Ultrasound is and yeah. how people can be involved with that. Yeah, so that was a program that we started um, specifically for pregnancy centers, and so when we first thought about um, how do we make an impact in driving down the number of abortions in the United States, it was through that technology of ultrasound, and so. We kind of said, okay, if we're going to say that, then let's put our money where our mouth is, and let's work with pregnancy centers to get brand new ultrasound machines. And so we actually do grants. It's a grants um, application, like any other application for grants. Um, we work with pregnancy centers that are life-minded. They do not refer for abortions, nor do they perform abortions. They are Christian, life-minded pregnancy research centers across the U.S. Mm. We actually worked with the one right in your community, and that's all. Um, and so they contact us, they go through that, um, that program is 100% donor funded and we've done over 14, almost 1500 grants in the last, um, 16, 17 years since we've been doing the program. 
And it's lots of grants. It's not just the ultrasound machine. We know that you need to have professionals. You need to have nurses or ultrasound techs doing that scan. It's a medical procedure. Yeah. must be done by a medical professional under the supervision of a physician. Mm. And so we do grants for all of that. We do grants for digital client marketing. Um, that was one of the things that came out of, you know, episode two when we were talking about what's PRC. So for young women that find themselves in an unplanned pregnancy or unexpected pregnancy, they really don't understand what a pregnancy center is, much less where to find one. Yeah. That's a way for us to change that is to get in front of them digitally on their phones. Um, that's where our young people live um, and introduce her to a pregnancy center. So we do grants from a machine to digital client marketing and kind of everything in between. And those grants really are designed to help that pregnancy center reach the abortion-minded women in their communities. And that's something we could go on, uh, focus on the family. We could probably that link's probably on the homepage or something like that, and donate to that. Yeah, right there on the Sea Life page, we even talk about you know we have become so I think efficient in our kind of in what we're doing with the grants um, that we know sixty dollars can save a baby, and that yeah. that grant is again all those you know all those grants that I just talked about. That sixty dollars helps impact a pregnancy center in so many different ways. Um, and we have, you know, I have to say our donors are absolutely amazing. They have supported us faithfully for 17 years. And when I get those gifts, I don't care if it's $2 or $2,000, it is a blessing that they trust us to be able to do ministry at these pregnancy centers through Option Ultrasound. Um, and it is, I pinch myself sometimes. I'm like, I can't believe this is the job I get to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, work with amazing amazing people and then to see the stories of women that are impacted for life and men that are impacted for life um and seeing those families really strengthened by um what we can do as the body of christ that's good absolutely robin we appreciate everything so much is there anything else that you think uh you want to leave that you didn't get to say that hey i want to make sure that the viewers know or listeners know this yeah yeah, so um, again, with uh, you know the date of August 28th, doors open at 5.30. We will take registrations up until the day of. Okay. Um, it is a free event. Again, we just need folks to register because we are being very cognizant yep. um, of the COVID you know, regulations around that and wanting to be very safe. Um, so just, again, we need folks to register, but they can register day of. Would love to have you all come and bring that little one or two little ones. You said grandma and your little girl. So I didn't know if you had a second one, but we'd love to have you come and be a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. No, yeah. And it, I'll tell you, it sounds like, you know, if it was just the same as the, the one in New York, holy cow, what a what an event. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, we, we'd be, you know. We probably excited. won't be making it to Dallas, but maybe we'll be having a watch party well, with you, some people. And you did say it's at the United, is, is it? American Airlines. American Airlines, is that at the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport? No, that no. Um, American Airlines Center is where the Dallas Mavericks play. Okay, I'm not okay. a Dallas Mavericks fan, but yeah, that's okay. just, that's where we're going. All right, yeah, <laughs> so, was, okay, yeah. so, but yeah, still yet, you know, it's a. Uh, Big deal. Yeah, it's uh, that'd be even yeah. bigger. Right? That'd be awesome. That'd be yeah. incredible. So, hey, all right. Thank well, you so much, Rob. Well, yeah, thank you, Bo. Yeah, we yeah. really do. We're so thankful that you took the time to talk with us, and like we just praise the Lord for the work that you're doing and the work that you know the team at Focus on the Family are doing. Like, it is such a privilege to 
to get to to see it and to get to you know be a part of it in very small ways here and there. Yeah, I think it's our heart that you know our listeners and everybody that we we know would be exposed to um, just the pro life movement and the pro life um, values and just the reality that that life is valuable, it's sacred, and uh, and it starts at conception. And uh, absolutely. And I, I think too, like the the way that you handle, like we said before, with compassion and love and and celebration, I think is the right way to go about, um, yeah, life, and celebrating life. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. Thank you for yeah for you can tell I don't have any trouble talking about optional ultrasound <laughs> or right. the C like yeah. So for taking the time to to meet with me and thanks for getting the word out. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Reclaiming Families. Check us out at reclaimingfamilies.org where you can find our latest podcasts, blogs, news, and events. We look forward to seeing you all next time.